Nearly everybody thinks of and uses solar, wind, and what we call renewables wrong. Wrong, that is, if their goal is to reach sustainability, to stop lowering Earth's ability to sustain life, and to stop hurting people and wildlife. If someone's addicted to heroin, and they acknowledge their addiction, and they commit wholeheartedly, from their heart, to getting off that addiction and knowing how hard it will be, as part of a plan to wean them off, a plan that, with some chance of success, you give them methadone, then methadone can be, methadone being a dangerous opiate in its own right, then methadone can be helpful in weaning them off of their heroin addiction. If, however, the addict does not acknowledge their addiction, or does not commit with their heart to getting off the addiction, or there is no plan to wean them off the addiction, if you simply give a heroin addict methadone, and that's it, and just say, good luck, they're going to say, I got the old stuff. Ah, thanks for the new stuff. I'll use them both. And this second way is what we're doing with so-called renewables. That is, we're just saying, here's some new source of energy. Go for it. And people are saying, well, I got the old stuff and I got the new stuff. I'll use them both because people are using them both. Now, you might point out to here and there, there's some places where we're slightly decreasing some fossil fuel use. Not very much. Mostly, we're just saying, here's some other stuff. Go for it. And people are saying, we're using the old stuff and the new stuff. People don't recognize driving trucks, uh, seagoing vessels, airplanes that go further than 100 miles or a couple hundred miles all require fossil fuels at this stage. If they ever don't, and I see no engineering, and I had the chief engineer of a, an electric airplane company on saying, I don't foresee any chance of an airplane going across an ocean that's battery powered, that's anything but fossil fuel powered. Renewables require fossil fuels at every stage to manufacture them, to make the chips, to make the materials, to transport them from where they're made to the site, to install them on the site, because the trucks and ships to transport them from where they're made to the installation and the heavy machinery needed to install them, as well as all the concrete needed to put them in place, all of these things require fossil fuels. Have you noticed that we're really having trouble making larger vehicles like trucks and boats that go across oceans not using fossil fuels? That's not a lack of insight or innovation or funding or government incentives. That's fundamental physics. I'm not aware of any serious hope of these things changing, and they're certainly not in place now. So trucks, ships, large machinery for installation, these all use fossil fuels, and not a little bit, a lot, in their operations and maintenance. I should clarify, the concrete doesn't require fossil fuels, and may, but it emits tons of CO2. And the factories where they manufacture the solar panels, the chips, they require super high temperatures and consistency in power that only fossil fuels can bring. Again, as far as I know, there's no hope of that changing. And in any case, right now, what we're using now is using fossil fuels and polluting heavily. Please, if you know of airplanes that can fly more than a couple hundred miles with more than a few people, or if you know trucks that can carry heavy loads farther than a few hundred miles, or if you know of ships that can go across the ocean and carry containers and are using just sails, aren't burning bunker fuel among the most polluting, please let me know of any hope of this changing because I'm not aware of any hope and I've looked for it. I would gladly welcome hearing about airplanes that can fly across oceans, giant ships that can go without fossil fuels, or for that matter, anything practical. Hydrogen doesn't work. Biofuels don't work. Nuclear doesn't work for these things. If you know of anything that I don't know, please let me know. Otherwise, for the time being, what we call renewables are not renewable. And finally, when you dispose of them, they have to be transported somewhere else. And they're generally made of stuff that doesn't break. They have some stuff that breaks down and can be reused, but some stuff that doesn't. They pollute at every stage. They are like methadone. They're dangerous. They're not sustainable. They're more sustainable than heroin. Well, in this case, straight fossil fuels, but they're not sustainable. 
if we acknowledge our addiction and we commit to getting off that addiction to what only pollution brings, what we can only get through pollution, and as part of a plan to get off of that, then we use these to wean ourselves off of the fossil fuels and other polluting measures. Then renewables can work, but that's not what we're doing. This cultural change is necessary first. For that matter, we can lower our fossil fuel use before we raise our renewable, so-called renewable use. In summary, American society seems to look at so-called renewables as this panacea that will solve all of our problems. They're not. They are dangerous. They pollute at every stage. We don't recognize that. And because we don't recognize that, we take them as the solution that they're not. They could be part of a general solution as part of a bigger plan that fundamentally starts reducing fossil fuels right away, not sometime later. In fact, we don't need to wait for the solar and wind to start reducing the fossil fuel use right now. In fact, if we really want solar and wind to take off, reduce the fossil fuel use, especially for those things that force us to think that we need an uninterruptible power grid, things like refrigerators. I mean, we can have refrigeration, but if we think that we must have them 99.999% uptime and lots of things like that, you know, we can make allowances for hospitals and firefighters and things like that. But for some things, we just think that we must have 99.999% uptime. That kills renewable adoption. If we can wean ourselves off of those things or, or be more resilient with those, that's much more valuable to making solar and wind work because the sun doesn't always shine, the wind doesn't always blow, as you know. If we don't need power 99.999% uptime, then these renewables become much more valuable. If we really want solar and wind to work, that's what to do. Don't require 24-7, 99% uptime. Anyway, I just wanted to get across. Know that to make solar panels, to make windmills, we must use fossil fuels. If there's any chance of that changing, I've never heard of that engineering to make them without them. Like methadone, acknowledge the addiction, commit to weaning yourself off of what only pollution brings, and as part of a plan, starting now, to reduce fossil fuel use, to reduce pollution, then solar makes a lot of sense and wind makes a lot of sense. I recognize that a lot of people may have been listening to this thinking, what is Josh talking about? If we don't keep the GDP growing, if we don't keep technologies developing, we're going to slide back into the Stone Age. I wrote a couple posts debunking those myths. So I'm going to link in the notes to my two posts. One of them is health and longevity of other cultures, which talks about how other cultures have lived healthy and longevity, meaning individual longevity, people living to healthy old age, ripe old age, as well as their cultures resiliently and stably living for tens of thousands of years, not just decades or centuries that we fear we might have left for our culture today. The other post, the title is, Our Culture Destroyed Theirs, But Which Had Better Health, Mental Health, Meaning, and Purpose, which points to places that weren't polluting like us, and yet they lived healthily, mental health, physical health, they had more meaning and purpose in their lives. So I'll link to those posts in the notes.